Welcome. To Arcade Audio. My, my, here come the fuss. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host and my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Are you going to live through that introduction? I can't really breathe through my nose. So if you I'm thought talking. Samantha was nasally normally, oh. which is horrible because you Hold be- on to your pants. Instead of your butts, I'm going to get sued by Jurassic Park. If you thought uh, you being nasally is awful because, I mean, you're always nasally. I mean... Your nose takes up 60% of your face. That's not true. That's not true. My mouth, your mouth takes up 60% yeah. of my face. Your nose takes up 60% of your face. If you're new here, <laughs> we've somehow made it through almost being together for 15 years. Of Now we can just blatantly say to each other what we feel at any waking moment. You've always said it. You've always had that whole asshole vibe. I was on those... Vibe? A vibe it, indicates like an That you're aura. trying. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. love it, baby. Yeah, you're an asshole. And I was... Why aren't you wearing your Target sweater? 20 years old and stupid. It's from Old Navy. Excuse me. Well, I have said Target that it's the reddest thing I've ever seen. It's the only one that they had in a small. And it was only $8 for Black Friday. And I was buying shit for everybody else. I said, hmm, let me get this nice warm jacket with thumb holes for oh, myself. How nice. You just buying stuff for yourself on Black Friday. I literally was just talking about buying like a $40 wrestling thing yeah, for myself yeah, exactly. today. Exactly. So. so thanks for making my point for me so I didn't have to. It is in the midst of the holiday season, December 13th, 2021. Oh boy, we've had, we've had, we've had it. <laughs> we've, we've been. I feel like I've aged 10 years through. in the last two weeks. <laughs> like December has been a shit month for me. No, it's been a it's great It's been great. Month. It's just been, it's been busy. It's been super busy and super stressful. Yeah. And it's I love the holidays. I love every moment of it. As evident by the fact it's been stressful and busy in that uh, this episode's supposed to be love actually for the second straight week. It is something else. Uh, turns out when you try <laughs> to coordinate when it comes out when you try to coordinate uh, recording with uh, a married couple with an infant and a in the midst of the holidays. A yeah, it, it just is difficult. So. Uh, right, right. Next week's episode is Love Actually. If it's not, then somebody blew up. I don't know what else to do. Um, <laughs> well, so we're, doing... we're cautious of like sicknesses. I'm yeah. a little nasally because I'm, I'm a little under the weather. All three of us have been a little under the weather yes. since the middle of last week. So yeah. big old update and for you guys have... before we get into today's movie, which is Samantha's birthday movie. Because when by the time you're hearing this, Samantha's birthday is about eight days away. She'll be 35 years old. I sure will. Thanks uh, she's, so much she's for that. She's all going to be older than her mother because her mother insists on providing her real age Forever 29. Anybody, which is ridiculous. That's not the name of the store. Um, but it should be. We... You know how much more traction they would get? From like women who always say that they're 20. My mom's not the, she didn't make it up. Let's be clear. I love my mom. My mom is great. My mom didn't make that up. A lot of people say that. Sure. Uh... 
we were off of work all last week. Uh, we were we, supposed uh, originally supposed to be on, be a, on cruise. a cruise ship. Be sitting on my balcony, oh, my obstructive view balcony. I don't care. Give it to me cheap. I mean, oh, you could put me upside down on the fucking sail. And it doesn't even have, on so a sailboat, not even on a fucking cruise ship. I just want to be out in the water. Yeah, just put me in the middle of the water like fucking Tom Hanks and Wilson. Yeah. So uh, we still took the time uh, because we had quite an adventure uh, in Florida. We went to... I'm not going to play the fuck you of the week drop right here for Podswoggle, which will be coming back next week for a limited run. What? Uh, for the Swaggy Awards and Royal Rumble season. But uh, hey... Fuck you, Mount Dora, Florida. You are the gaping asshole of so, Central Florida. Yeah, and, and I mean, pre-pandemic, we've been to Renegers, which is like world-renowned flea market, apparently. Is not world-renowned. Florida-renowned flea market, apparently. And... And we went it, to Renegers as well, and, and it was somehow and, still the best part of the weekend. But it was like absolute dog shit, and I'm like... Yeah, it's a dirty, what? shitty flea market. It's perfect. But, yeah, Mount Dora, we went because they have this Florida-renowned Christmas... Downtown Christmas festival about... That has, like, a boat parade. Boat parade, a regular parade, all these lights, lighting. all these things. So we went... Mount Dora is just, like, permanently on every hill known to man. Like, yeah. the Sir Mix-a-Lot Baby Got Back music video has less humps than Mount Dora. <laughs> uh... Which was great when you're pushing along your father-in-law in a wheelchair. Uh, and I'm the only person strong enough and brave enough and capable enough to do it. I was doing it. There was no plans of anything that was happening I whatsoever. I was doing it. It was the very The boat hilly. tour sucked. It had three boats. That was all that Mount Dora... But this place no, was... No, the boat parade sucked. The boat tour also sucked. Oh, yeah. We were on that boat tour. It was 10 minutes it took too two short. two hours to do anything. Parking's a shit show. There you can't, everything's blocked off. The 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 bed and breakfast that uh, was going to be stayed at was literally on a thirty five like, degree angle. I felt like angle. we were on a cruise. Like you I could, felt we were like you could stare at a wobbling. picture that is being that was hung straight on a wall, and the wall is tilted. Yeah, yeah. So it instead of that, we stayed at the good. Quality Inn in Mount Dora, which was two stars. Which was somehow. <sighs> That's what it was on Google Reviews. On a scale of 80. <laughs> one of the worst hotels I've ever stayed in. That's saying something for me. The breakfast was just frozen omelet sandwiches and banana loafs. Uh, and all the staff was really, really fat and rude and ugly. Uh, both inside and out. I don't know how you can be fat on the inside, but they found they a way were, to do they it. They were. It, it, was, was, it, was a, it was a rough weekend. Um, uh, a lifetime of memories. Yeah, we're never going to forget, but... And yeah. then we went to Disney on Monday. All yep. day long. Jillian's first big... We've been to Disney a couple of but times But not quickly. that she remembers. Our first big Disney trip for her uh, for her birthday slash Christmas. She had a ball. And, we and, did as yeah. much as we could, and despite the fact that on a Monday it was still busy and we had to pay so like $100 to get fast passes for shit. It was so busy for whatever reason, and it's so different than it used to be. Yeah, it's it's just, just so... You have to plan everything so meticulously, and you have to... It's a lot of walking back and forth, because if you do what they have now, like the Lightning Lane and everything instead of the fast passes. Yeah, you have to go back and forth. You've got to go do a lot of back and forth. Yeah. So we um, still I asked Jillian the day what are the things you want to do the most? I read her everything. So we did it. She did Buzz Lightyear. We did Splash Mountain, we did the Mermaid. I got to do Space Mountain, which was nice. 
We did a lot of the shows. She got to meet her two favorite princesses. We just missed Big Thunder Mountain. Because you could do, at her size and age, she could really do almost everything. And then stupid stuff like Jungle Cruise and Small World and Peter Pan were all like over an hour. So like, fuck that. Which also right. I realized, it wasn't just the, it was the one-two combo of both the movie and it's the holiday, so it was the Jingle Cruise. So that's why it was like 110 minutes to do that stupid-ass ride. Um, we just watched the Behind the Traction that was on Disney+, Plus, yeah, and, and it was also, like we did it. Yeah, it was also stupid. Um, well, hey, don't besmirk. Besmirch. What is wrong with you? Besmirch. You've been talking for the past couple of minutes. I think you might have had a stroke. Just get through the episodes, all I ask, and then uh, you're fine. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, then we spent a couple days around the Gaylord Palm Resort here in Orlando, which was a four-star hotel, and boy, can you tell the difference. Uh, they had a big, like, winter wonderland They have it every year. Thing. They have it every year. They're they known a, for it. a great uh, interactive elf exhibit. They Which had we just watched the movie for Last that week's reason. episode. Yeah. Uh, a big-ass uh, ice slide with uh, sleds. Me and Jillian did, like, 20 times. A really bad gingerbread making contest. A really cool ornament contest. Uh, not contest, but, like... Activity. Activity. Um, some good-ass drinks. Uh, good ass just, food. It was a fun. It was. It was probably it was, my high, my favorite part yeah. of. And we'd never been to that hotel before. It was massive. Oh, I got lost several times. Yeah, it's yeah. massive. It was great, but it was a nice little way to cap it off. A nice little way to yeah. bring Christmas. Um, we're not going to see my parents. Um, my dad was in a wheelchair because he's having like hip replacement surgery. Like he's not always in a wheelchair. Once we got him in a motorized wheelchair. Ooh, he Oof. was going. I, I also took some laps on Ireland. Yeah, I mean, great. That, that's great. Uh, um, so we're not going to see them until after his surgery, which is in January. So it was a nice way to kind of just spend the holidays with them. Um, and then once they left, we still had the, a couple days off. We went and did some Christmas shopping, uh, went to the mall and realized that malls suck ass. Yeah. Um, did some wrapping, um, presents. I wasn't just in the middle of ciphers all of a sudden. Um, and then our weekend plans basically got blown up because about like Wednesday or Thursday, we all we started all to feel sick. like we were sick. It's not COVID. It's all just like, it was like 60 degrees, uh, is the oh. high one day. And then it was like 86. And then we didn't get a lot of sleep. We were around a lot of people. Yes. I particularly, one day I did 22,000 steps yeah. and then the, another day I did 21 flights of stairs because yeah, yeah. I was going up and down this fucking incline for the sled. Yeah, well. So we're all just worn down. We all had some down. coughs. We all I, had some I, nasal I stuff. I closed all three of my rings like no, six stuck. days in a row. 60 That's, days in a row? Six days. Oh. No, six. 60? Please. Who do you think I am, Tope? 60 days. Six days in a row. Six. It's my record. Six. Six days. No, stop saying six, six, six. It's Christmas time. You're going to bring the devil around. <laughs> Did someone say bring the devil around? I'm not related to the devil. I'm Beetlejuice, though. I just want to say hi. I'm not around that much. Hi, anymore. Beetlejuice. I know. Well, I wasn't invited to the Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving. I yeah. just like to eat turkey. You I weren't like to invited out. to Thanksgiving. Have you, ever, have, you ever, have you ever ate a turkey out? No. Never? Never. You're missing out. Oh. Blood of bun. Okay. Alive or dead. Great. But, like, not cooked if it's dead, because then it's not fun. This is hard to do the way I feel. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, and we round, we wrapped up. We're back to work today. Um, but at the end of the week, I think we've only watched one movie we need to discuss. Do we watch anything else? Dude, I don't know. Uh, we watched King Richard. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. We watched King Richard. Uh, at the end of the weekend. 
And it was fine. Uh, I, I went in probably thinking I wasn't going to think it was like one of the best movies of the year. I struggle with like sports biopics. Um, I, I thought it was fine. I, I, I have no other real feelings about it. To me, it, it was on the edge of parody at some points. Like, I, I thought Will Smith was good, but I also thought he was bad in some parts. Um, I don't get how he's like this best actor lock. It actually drives me crazy considering I think Andrew Garfield was a revelation in Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, and I'll probably be even more mad when I watch like The Power of the Dog with Benedict Cumberbatch and Tragedy Macbeth with Denzel and other things that are getting like nominations. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, cool, man. My favorite part of the movie is actually John Barenthal. I love John Barenthal. Fucking crushed it. I love so him. Good. I'm glad he's like so good, edging his way in. He probably won't make it there into best supporting actor, but still, uh, yeah, it, it was it was fine. And I think you felt the same. Yeah, yeah. I thought that the girls who who portrayed um, Venus good. and Serena yeah, were, were good. good. Yeah. Um, it's just like I get it. Like I get what the story was about. I just I don't get it at the same time because. Well, they were pushed to turn pro very young, and there was a lot of controversy around the path that they took to get there. They weren't successful for the first few years. It's typical bio. Their... It's typical biopic, you know. Sure, I get it, but they but there was even... this buzz, and he was very much a public figure, and they didn't even like sensationalize it to, you know, to kind of overcome that. It kind of was like a little. Flat towards the end. Yeah. Um, I thought it was flat a lot, actually. Well, yeah, but but you know, so so I mean, yeah, and then it focused so much on on Venus mm-hmm. and touched on Serena when. Well, that's the point. Yeah, and it also set it know, up for you. Could, would, you could tackle that in the future if you wanted to. I don't sure, know. sure, but I mean, no, I mean, I was, it was fine. Yeah. I, mean, I stayed awake the whole time, so that... It was, was long, too. It was two hours it was and like really 25 long. minutes. It and felt like, long, so... Um, but it was good. I don't it think we good. watched anything else movie-wise. We we tackled everything else. I was supposed to have watched House of Gucci all, by next week's episode. Oh, no, actually, well, next week's episode, because we'll be the recording. Following. Yeah, uh, by the end of the year, I will have, hopefully, three or four, because I'll have House of Gucci. Power of the Dog is available on Netflix now, so I, do, I know I'm going to have to watch that. Um, We're going to see... We're going to go see Spider-Man, so I have Spider-Man thoughts. Might maybe even be a, a bonus episode. I don't know. We did that for Endgame, and this is the biggest one since Endgame that come out. Cut up in Hawkeye. I'm personally going to give a shout-out to uh, Saturday Morning All- All-Star Hits. You love that. I, I, I knew as soon as I heard about the project and saw the trailer, I was going to love it. It's a new Cal Mooney uh, sketch show on Netflix. We're almost done with it. It's, it is... 100% right up my alley. Absolutely. Same reason why you love Brigsby Bear so much. Yes. Uh, so check that out. Um, but until then, let's get into the movie that you selected for your birthday. So we have many different gimmicks here on the show. Of course, we randomly draw movies. We nominate movies. We watch movies that we nominated and didn't pick. We have guest stars, uh, holidays. But uh, speaking of holidays, every year around our birthday, we get to pick one movie no questions asked that we can watch, even if it's been nominated in the past before, whatever it may be, and we will watch it. Um, actually, at the end of this episode, I'll, I'll reveal what I've picked for my birthday movie that we'll be watching here in about four or five weeks. 
Uh, but you selected four or five years. I thought you were going to say how you selected. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to age anymore. Um, you selected Hot Fuzz, which I I'll did. read the box. It is a double feature box with Shaun of the Dead, which we've already watched. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Boy, is it small. Nicholas Angel, Simon Pegg, is a big city cop who can't be stopped, but he's making everyone else on the force look bad. When he is reassigned to a small, quiet town, he struggles with this new, seemingly idyllic world and his bumbling partner, Nick Frost. What? Idyllic. That's how you say that word. Okay, keep going. Their dull existence is interrupted by several grisly and suspicious accidents, and the crime-fighting duo turn up the heat and hand out high-octane, car-chasing, gun-fighting, big-city justice in this hilarious hit critics are calling, quote, outrageous, uproariously funny, says Thelma Adams, U.S. Weekly. It's actually Us Weekly. Oh, fuck, you're right! (laughs) It's Us Weekly, not U.S. Weekly. But that's cool. No, I was no, 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 no. That's that's what well, that counts. That counts. I know it There's counts. There's no periods there. Fuck. It it counts. It's it's U.S. Are we weekly. even now? Uh, you got one. We are even. What, what numbers are we at? Ten, ten. We were going to what twenty five? Yep. Okay. It has to be even, right? Like if I read one more and I'm up one, like if you get through the next one, it's like spelling bee rules, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. We know intimately. Spelling me rules. Oh, yes. Correct, yes. So um, so why did you pick this movie as your birthday movie? I don't Past know. Past birthday movies have been Fiddler on the Roof, The Replacements. I don't know. And I and I put, and, and I think it's in the same vein. It just holds so much in my heart. Like, Fiddler on the Roof is very special to me for a lot of reasons. And mm-hmm. I talked and cried a lot on that episode. You could go and listen to it. And The Replacements I picked because I just love that movie so much um it just always brings a smile to my face i can always watch it it always puts me in a good mood um and this movie is very similar um you know Shaun of the dead was one of our first 10 10 movies perfect 10 you don't have to say perfect 10 perfect 10 can can't 10 10. (laughs) i don't know perfect 10s and this if i'm not mistaken was either the second or the third movie we ever saw together correct in theaters yeah so this this has some sentimentality for me it was very unexpected because i was not super familiar with um simon pegg and nick frost when we saw this because Another time in, in space, I believe, was the yeah, BBC yeah, yeah, in space. Like, Neither I, was I. I, I'm I, not, I don't even think I've seen Shaun of the Dead up to that point. Yeah, like I hadn't seen Shaun of the Dead. This was my first exposure to them, and it, yeah, I just heard it billed as like this funny buddy cop movie, mm-hmm. and they're English, so I was immediately enamored sure. with it, and it just. I don't know why I love this movie so much. I like, I hate the fucking excellent. It's amazing. (laughs) It's an excellent movie. That's why. we said it like with Shaun of the Dead, and I'm sure we'll get to it when we do. um, The World's End. The World's End. The end of the Cornetto trilogy. Right, the third in the Cornetto trilogy. Which we don't do together because it's it's a loose trilogy. It's not a a connected trilogy, but. Right, they they take place in the same universe but aren't technically connected like the Ernest movies. Per Per Podfather, Rich Camelucci. So, I don't know. I just, I love this movie and I had been wanting to watch it. And it's not on TV that often. So, that was going to be my point when you picked it. I was actually really excited because I honestly can't remember. The last time I saw it. I I honestly don't think I've ever seen it from beginning to end since I saw it in theaters. Yeah. It's so rarely on TV. Whereas Shaun of the Dead used to be on TV all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, but even for Halloween, like, it wasn't. 
because yeah. there, they weren't anything on. And I, yeah, I, it yeah. just it just wasn't on enough. To, right. and, like the World's End is on all the time now right. as well. But like, I don't see why Hot Fuzz is it. I don't know what it is. I don't know either. And it and I just think it's so superbly done, and the cast is outrageous and amazing. And I just, I just really love this movie i i just it it makes me laugh it's it's just got a special place in my heart it's, i think it's got so much going for it it's a perfect send-up of the buddy cop comedy mm -hmm. while being a perfect buddy cop comedy yeah yeah like, and it's being yeah. like a legitimately good action movie edgar wright's always going to have those emotional yes beats and hits always. that work very very well right and Simon Pegg and Nick Frost effortless. together can do no wrong. Right. Like, their chemistry is amazing, and it seems so effortless for them to deliver the funny and the serious. And I think I like it so much as well because, especially when you compare it to, like, World's End, for example, mm -hmm. they are so good at switching back and forth from, like, the straight guy. And, you know, because, like, in this... Like, Simon Pegg plays, like, you know, the straight-laced oh, one. Guy, yeah. yeah, like, the straight-laced one yeah. and everything like that. And it's opposite in World's End. And I just think that... I will say... It just kind of fills the screen. Yeah. We haven't done World's End yet. We will. Um, it's, to me, definitively the weakest of the three. I um, would agree with that. But I think I've seen it less. And I, I think it's I've seen more, it more now because well, of... I've, I've definitely seen it more than Hot Fuzz. Um, and I think it's I think also it's, a little more bizarre in the story. Well, it's so Shaun of the Dead's the horror send up. This is the action send up. That's the sci-fi send up. Um, I, I honestly attribute it, and we'll get into it whenever we do the World's End, uh, of the flip flop of the roles, and it just doesn't work as well. I get you. I get you can only go to the well so many times, but when it works. When the well's producing that good of water... I know. Look, Lassie kept going that well because cause bitches kept falling in it. But um, <laughs> it's not like Lassie was finding people. This is a bad analogy. Yeah, <laughs> It's going to yeah. stop. But you know what I mean? Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And, I, and this proved, like, they doubled down on Shaun of the Dead. And this isn't better than Shaun of the Dead. I will go ahead and say it right now. I still prefer... Shaun of the Dead as an overall movie. It is close. It's so close It's very close. Me. And I have, I think, one to two reasons as to why it is, because I don't have many nitpicks about the movie when it comes to performances or the story or whatnot. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what it is. It, it, it is close. It's so close for me. Uh, because the movie, the opening scene is great. Just like, so the uh, so opening scene kind of does, I think, what my main nitpick is. So Edgar Wright has an a uh, an a style on Paralleled. It's unparalleled, unparalleled to his own. You know exactly a Edgar Wright movie when you see it exactly. and you hear it, it. It's always well done. Right. In this movie, I think he goes a little bit too much about it. With the quick cuts, I, I there I is. I love the quick cuts. So do I. I think that there they're so are well done. At least okay. ten. Bless you. Oh, excuse me. It has to be you. ten. Now you sneezed on it. At least ten, ten to ten. twelve moments. Ten, ten. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, where you get it, and it fits for being an action movie, especially when they're really trying to like 
it feels like a Michael Bay thing to do, right? Sure. Uh, that high octane, quick, you know, immersive, whatever you want to classify it as. Uh, but like after the fifth or sixth time it happens, as we were watching it, we were also wrapping Christmas presents and stuff. I don't know. At a certain point, it just kind of like bothered me because it's all that it was. Whereas I feel like in Shaun of the Dead or uh, World's End, it's purposely repetitious because of like the beers being poured and and ironic yeah. things happening. But in this, it just felt like overkill. And at a certain point, it just like it took me out of the movie because I was like anticipating it or waiting for it. Um, so I, I I think it was his style was a little bit too much in this movie, and I would have preferred had for a send up. He did some of that, so I'm not saying none of it, but like have that along with more of the style you're trying to emulate. Like sure. he does the Bad Boys Two uh, camera move, the Michael uh-huh. Bay sweep. Yeah. At that one moment, go give me some of that. Have if Danny's got this massive collection, let's see some of the other the other you know bag of tricks that the action movies have. Because once it gets into, like, that action movie... Feel. Field, and it's playing out, like, all those movies play out, but it's sending them up while still doing it better than some of them anyway. Like, the last 20, 30 minutes of this movie are fucking impeccable. Bonkers, yeah. Like, they are it's so... Amazing. Like, just the big-ass shootout. Um, it, it's just so absurd with, like, who's doing it and, like, where it's happening and the people... Like, it's... Awesome. It's so great. And it's and it's also taking all the tools that it's been talking about this whole time that Danny is like loving and obsessed with and using them in the movie. It's it's so damn great. Yeah. Um so and earlier on you're getting just Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright. To me it just feels a little unbalanced. Um but I still love it. I mean, fuck. I even like in the the movie that I just wrote, I literally like used I think in one to two moments, yeah. like not to that exact extent, like those style edits. But like the only way I could equate it was like think Edgar Wright in terms of boom, 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 right? Like showing it happens a passage back to back of time back to back to back, right. and different images, right? Right. Like, so like a it's, quicker montage, if you will. Like this still had like a mon like montages, this had montages, yeah. But it had those quick edits, like. Yeah. Him taking off his coat, him hanging the coat up, putting the coat, taking yeah. the coat down, putting see, it back on, I, getting I feel, outside. And like, I think that's when it's. I think that's when it's, it's, most appropriate and when it's best used, like the opening monologues, when you get Nicholas Angel's entire backstory in under three minutes, and it's just rapid fire. It's an exposition dump in the coolest, most proficient way, yeah. stylized way. But when it's just like showing him. Like, getting into his car. I don't know if this is an exact example, but, like, just, like, from a transition from one thing to the other. Sure. You can do that a couple times, to, again, to emphasize monotony, to emphasize uh, to emphasize the hilarity of it, but don't do it six or seven times. But when you're doing it to give a background on a character from, like, beginning to end, then, mwah, chef's kiss, you know? Um But th- that's honestly probably my only, reading my notes, that's actually like my only critique. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's not else. Uh, like you said, cast. Amazing. So good. I, I totally forgot like the first like real scene in the movie. 
you know, is just Simon Pegg with Steve Coogan, Bill Nighy, and Martin Freeman back to back to back. I mean, it's a, and it's so good. And they all play off of each other so well. Just give me more Bill Nighy. Spoiler alert to next week's episode. I mean, I've been waiting wait a whole month talking about Bill Nighy and Love Actually. Uh, so get ready for that. That gush. Add him to my list. Justin Love Actually. I'm kidding. Don't do it. I'm doing it. You said it. It's Don't on record. Fine. Fuck. Um, and then, like, all of a sudden, you're like, holy shit, that's Olivia Coleman. That's I know. our newest, greatest living actress, Olivia Coleman. Uh, she's like 31 in this movie. <laughs> she's like, I can't believe it. We couldn't oh, believe God. it. I was feeling so much better. Now my cough's coming back. Uh, God have, is smiting you. You have fucking T-Dalt. You have uh, Patty Constantine. You have Paul Freeman. Fucking Ivan Ooze. Like, there's just amazing performances. Uh, and even the people who aren't, like... That you know. Like, like yeah. Like, people that are, like, no names, quote-unquote, are still really good at the roles that they're playing, like... I just think that the ensemble was really very well put together. The people work off of each other really well, especially for what the story is. Yeah. Um, I remember a couple of like the the repetitious quick hits that also like to, to counter my point that they don't work. So like the mug shots, like the mug shots is a good bit. Like yeah, when you have like the kids bit. doing it, and then later on you have all the townspeople. Great. That that's it's happening to as well. Like that's a bit that works. Right. Um. Just the way that it's able to—it's a really difficult thing to send up an entire genre, but also still nailing that genre unironically <laughs> which is what this movie does like the chase scene is so oh, the first chase scene so good where he's trying to um when he's chasing the shoplifter there's so a couple good. chase scenes so the first chase scene it's so fucking funny and good it's like straight out of a mission impossible movie in terms of like how it's tracked how it's ran and then like right smack dab in the middle of it you have Fucking Nick Frost just smacked out in the middle, just running through a fence and yeah. falling down. I don't care how many times you can see that. That is going to elicit, like, we both bust out laughing as we watched it. Always. And you know it's coming. Like, yeah, you know it's going to happen. And it's still just fucking it always funny. It's, it, it always hits. It's perfect. Um, and then later on, <laughs> when you have... Uh, like the chase from like the church accident, which I love the, like the just the ridiculous gore in this movie. Oh my god, is amazing. The specifically, is, spe- yeah. specifically uh, Tim getting exploded with that uh, was that a spire or whatever the fuck Steeple it's called or something. Yeah, I don't from know. the church. Why are you asking me about the church? Well, what the things on the church are called? Well, I figured from sitting on the top of them all day. Uh, I called you a gargoyle just now. <laughs> oh, I got it. Thanks. Um, like those are just really well done. I I also don't kind of like, like the one little stretch of the movie that I kind of gets a little like, not long for me, but um, like the investigation and reveal, I just feel like 
not that it's messy or choppy. I feel like they went in overboard mode, like trying to explain it and show like why they did it. I don't know. It, it makes perfect sense. Uh, and it sets up like the fucking last half hour of the movie, which I already said um, I fucking love. But um, I know just it, it drags to me a little bit in that little little section. Um, but in between there, you just have great things. Like I'm always a fan for making fun of bad theater, bad theater. I look, you know, firsthand I've done a lot of it. Yeah, I know I've done a lot of bad theater. Um, and it's great when you can just like have good theater, put bad theater on blast. Uh, and also just like, I mean, this movie lives and breathes through Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and their chemistry. Absolutely. And I think this is honestly I their best movie as a duo for their chemistry because the movie doesn't do anything really amazing to like have them turn around. Just their friendship just grows, grows. from being around each right, other. Right, yeah. Like there's not like some big like aha moment. It's just Danny as a character just is so naturally likable. Right. Even though he's the cop is trying to drink and drive and is totally inept at what he's doing. But he's willing to learn. He he thinks it's cool. He's just so gosh golly gee likable that he just wears this black heart down to just like go out and drink and watch action movies and just be lovable. Um... And then they have, like, similarly negative experiences that they can, you know, kind of cope and understand with one another. And that's that's just how it happens. They have a little bit of, like, when Danny's, like, trying to protect Nicholas. Like, that's the closest thing you get to, like, in a romantic comedy. Like, the breakup or the tension that causes them to come yeah. back together. But even still, like, it's not anything severe where it really drags the movie down. It feels very natural based right. on the events that have happened. Right. Um... But, uh, and then, and then the end of the movie is a nice little, like, you know, like minor switcheroo recap, recap, but then also like one last little hit of, of drama to everything. I have no idea how Danny survived what looked to be like several shotgun blasts to the chest. No, it was one. It was one of those things they, it was like a buckshot. Yeah, but a buck, yeah, buckshot's going to fucking make, buckshot's going to kill you. Obviously not. Uh, my favorite uh, IMDb trivia, because they do the fake out with the, uh, the, the tombstone, it says Butterman, right? And it's his mom. Uh, Nick Frost only agreed to do the film if he could get to name his character. I don't know why he chose Danny Butterman, but it's hilarious. He was also asked to watch over 20 action movies to warm up for the role. He only watched one. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Like, that was perfect. And he watched Bad Boys too. Uh, perfect. Which, yeah, the fact, that Bad Boys 2 and Point Break are the two, like... Highlighted movies. It's... They couldn't have picked better ones. We've done Point Break for the sh- for the podcast. We will do Bad Boys 2 one day. Uh, that might have been, like, a four-hour podcast. Because, of course, now we have to watch all three of them. Really, I just want to talk about Bad Boys 2. And I'm going to talk about Miami. 305, baby. Uh, filmed down the street from my house. William Lehman Causeway. It's also fun just to, like, you can, anytime you see a movie where you see the love and the fun of both, like, the people in it and, like, just filmmaking. So you have Kate Blanchett at a totally random cameo 
with her mask totally covered up uh, as, like, Nicholas's face, love yeah, interest. Yeah. yeah, fucking Peter Jackson, like, at this point, like, the biggest director in the world, basically, <laughs> yep. as a deranged Santa, homeless Santa guy in a still shot, like, like biting somebody. Uh, so he's stabbed. An early Garth, or stabbing, sorry. An early Garth Jennings, uh, I believe there also is a... Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant is in this as well as the goose. The goose bit. Oh, the goose it's is so swan. funny. Swan. Sorry, what is my problem tonight? I don't know. The swan bit. These are mean. They bite ankles. The like, swan isn't necessarily an upright citizen. He just wants to be left alone. The swan, I will... Uh, anytime you can put a fucking animal in a car or on a road and it makes a noise and it causes a traffic accident... <laughs> I'm in. It's really funny. It's funny, and like you kind of knew it was coming, but you didn't know that they were gonna go there. So it's just, it's just good, clean fun. Even like, so the fact that the movie uh, not ends, but like uh, the big uh, Timothy Dalton Simon Pegg fight basically happens as like a kaiju battle <laughs> because they're in this like replica, like this miniature town, and yeah. they're they're fighting through it. It's just a, another funny moment. I like the random ass ginger fuck. Like, where the fuck that kid come from? Why the fuck that kid? <laughs> Sorry to make you barf ice <laughs> over this ginger fuck. Um, That's so funny and so true. Is there anything that you necessarily don't like about the movie? No, not really. I really just, I love this movie um, so much. Is this movie... I to get too serious... What is the future? So we've seen over the past couple of years, particularly like this year, oh no, the past couple of years, like how difficult it is to do like cop comedy, right? Uh, because as yes. as Ice Cube said best, fuck the police. But um, well, not all of them, and I think that this movie does it really well. Well, I mean this this I- this movie came out in a totally different time. Granted, it was only fifteen years ago. Well, my daughter is excellent timing because I was trying to broach the subject of uh, cops in comedy, and she woke up and stopped that conversation. So there, there we go. Um, yes. No, my 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 point being that I I think one of the reasons why I like this movie so much was that it just came from a time when like you could have this movie and not like think about that. Like Brooklyn Nine Nine, this last season tackled the subject head on, just like, well, I'm going to rest for you. It was not a comedy intentionally. Um, but it, it has to be broached if you do it now, which I, I get. Sure. Um, but this, like, didn't have to do it. Also, like, it's just, like, got different sensibilities because it's British, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so, so English police officers don't carry guns, typically. So they don't, carry guns they carry those bobby sticks mm-hmm. um and they're like like that's how British people are like they're assholes a lot of the time <laughs> and i say that just because my family is yeah. but i feel like it was a good depiction of it and i mean even in this you know with the andes and like all and like um olivia coleman's character doris um, her name was... hater looking dude. Yeah, like, but I think that they represented a lot of the things that were wrong, and this movie came out at a time where there were things that were changing as well. 
Because, like, the reason they chose Doris as her name is that that's what female police officers are call, were called in England, mm-hmm. no matter what their name was. Mm. Right? Like, like, so I feel like there's a lot of that. and That's, like, British humor, you know? All, like, the jokes that she made, like... Her character was nothing, really. No. Right? It was like that just for those, like, derogatory, like, like you know, put-downs and stuff about, like, women or whatever. Um, but I think that they did it in a way that made me laugh, was funny, and you knew that it was parody. Um, and, yeah, it happened before... Not before there were bad apples in the police force, because I feel like there's always been bad apples in the police force, but it, I just think that the way that they broached it was just done in a way that... Well, it doesn't broach it here. No, no, it doesn't, it doesn't broach it at all, but I, I don't think it needed to with... Because that wasn't the focus of the story, oh, no. even though it was. Like, them being police officers was the focus of the story, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. The same way, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is. Sure. I get what you mean. You, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I get what you mean. Like, they're police officers, but it was about the relationships more yes. than... Yeah. I got it. Um, throughout that, it made me think of something, and I totally forgot what it was. Oh, another solid bit I always like is when um, you purposely censor something and then don't censor something at the end, like the swear box that like leaves a letter out for like fuck and knob and whatever else. And at the end, it's just cunt. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like, perfect. Um, let's get into performances and MVP and LVP, which is both are going to be hard because there's so many to choose for in one and then not enough to choose for in the other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have an LVP nominee? I do. Um, I'd be interested to see, like, who you weren't necessarily a fan of. I mean, I thought that everyone did a really good job with what they were given, really. I thought that... And I think that just goes to show how good of a script there is. But, no surprise here. I didn't... I would have killed her for her annoying laugh. But that's that's purposeful. You know what I mean? Like... You can't you yeah, can't but, bemoan but, that actress for being I could do whatever the fuck that I want. unlikable just based off of her laugh and her and her face. Like Yeah, but who is your nominee gonna be then? Uh, the so same I, girl. No, <laughs> that you're gonna say. very funny. <laughs> no, I too. Uh, I so I just mentioned him, but uh what's his name? Um the uh Bill Bill Hader guy? The Bill Hader looking dude. Um, Sergeant Tony Fisher. I don't know. He just, he, he was pretty not funny and anytime he got to do anything until he ran in <laughs> Spider-Man face paint on. <laughs> at, like the fair. <laughs> but that's, that, that's not necessarily like his performance really. It's just, that's just an idea. Uh, my actual nominee was going to be, uh, Adam Buxton, who is a Tim Messenger, the journalist. Okay. So he's so the he's just first, like a dumpy little guy. Yeah, but the first two times you see him, he's you know like being a journalist. No, ouch! He's like bumbling because that's that's building up to the fact that shut the fuck up! Don't give me that facial expression. I didn't say anything. It's building up to the fact that you know the reason why like he gets killed is not because he's exposing some conspiracy. It's just they don't like the fact that he's making typos. 
and the but newspaper really, has gone down in quality. Really, he would have failed reporting. I mean, yeah, he would have gotten fifty points off every. He would he would have flunked out after flunked three, out just three front pages. Fact um, error after fact error. Fuck you, reporting class. You you have nothing kills, nothing kills kills the spark. Your love of journalism more than. I accidentally typed 1993 instead of 1992, and I just failed this paper. Uh, you know really what happens? You know, you know what happens in uh, the real world? You print a retraction. The end. You're not gonna f- get fired for putting the wrong year of something. I mean, you might. No, you're not. You, how do you know? I don't know because it killed my love of journalism, <laughs> so I didn't pursue the career despite my diploma upstairs. Um, he just always fit like the wrong tone or mood okay. to me. And okay. So like when he does come in, it was like I, I really got to talk to you like uh, about like this thing. What was the reason why he actually wanted to talk to him? He was gonna tell him about the um, highway coming, the land being bought. So it has nothing to do with like the uh, the. The, the other murders, the, the, no. The good, the cause, or anything. No, I don't think he he. I don't think he knew about that, but he was gonna tell about um the people buying the land. I think. Okay. Because he had just talked to the gardener. About, right, and she was gonna sell her land and stuff. Right, right, and that's why she was killed. Yeah. Um. No, well, no, she, but it wasn't because of the land. She was killed because she was gonna be taking her flowers. Elsewhere, remember? Right, because she was going to move. Yeah, but it had nothing to do with the land. Well, like, yeah. Like, he thought it was because, like, they were going to bring in other people and, like, yeah. messing them, you know. Um, yeah, just something about him, I just never really, like, the cut of his jib in okay. terms of, like, how he was performing. Um, so that'd be my only, I don't have anybody else. I can't give it to any, either character that you didn't understand what they were saying on purpose because that's just a funny bit. Well, that... Right, but that's like they were doing it on purpose. Like, they did it well. Oh, I have another one. And the Andes were... I like the Andes. I like the Andes. You know who I didn't like? good. I didn't like uh, the Sergeant Turner, the death sergeant. That's a bit that... that, Oh, like the twins? Yeah, that's a bit... No, it tells me nothing. Yeah, that's a bit that, that... didn't okay. do much for me. But it's more like a visual... Yeah, Again, it's that, more of a visual bit. It's not a performance bit. Well, that could have been anybody doing it, I think. Yeah. Same goes for Tim Messenger. Yeah, you, you call it. I think either one. I think uh, Tim Messenger. Let's go with their gut. Adam Buxton, the OVP of Hot Fuzz. Now, let's tackle who's not the MVP of Hot Fuzz. And there's a lot of candidates here. Like you said, both Andy's really funny, I really, really good. I thought they were good. so funny. I just really, I just laugh when they come on because I know, like, how great they are. And um, my favorite part, my favorite performance of there, and one of my favorite scenes, which we didn't talk about, is the fight in the supermarket. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's bolognese. It's bolognese. Because, like, the, the one like he got shot. Got, yeah. I thought he got shot, and he's covered in, like, spaghetti sauce, and he goes nuts. I just think it was really funny. I love that whole scene is... Somebody who I thought it was going to be, and it's not because he's actually really good at how nuances, is uh, uh, the guy who plays Michael and Lurch. (laughs) Nerp and Yarp. Yarp. It's just good stuff. And I love Simon Pegg, like, um, imitating him. Yeah. Yeah, like, I just think that was good, but... Jim Broadbent, Academy Award winner. I think he's amazing. Very good. Timothy Dalton. 
T Dalt is close for me. He's just loving his life. That smile is just it's just so swarmy. He's such a dickhead in every moment. And then it just on a just turns on a dime of like Oh, it just really hurts when he's got the yeah. fucking thing up his chin. his chin. It's so fucking good. I mean, it's really good. Um, They're all candidates. I mean, obviously, it's going to be one of the main two. Yeah. If I had to choose, I go with Nick Frost. See, I was going to go with Simon Pegg. So... I don't think this movie is what it is without Simon Pegg. I don't think this movie is what it is without without Nick Frost. See, Who do we give for Shaun of the Dead? I feel like we did Simon Pegg. I'm, I'm, I think we did. When did we watch that? Two years ago? No, God. Much longer than that. Very, very long time ago. Let me, let me go to the poop report. Poop report. See, you call it the poop report, so... Bum, bum. Well, now I have to because everyone else is fucking called that. Yeah, Simon Pegg was the MVP of Shaun of the Dead. Um, and I'm not doing it like just for like to split it up, but Nick Frost is absolutely hysterical in this movie. He will he routinely get laughs on things that I've seen multiple times just because of how committed he is to it. And as I was saying earlier, he has this boyish, childlike, like mystical look and way about him in this movie. He's so fucking endearing. Simon Pegg is very good in this movie and in his role, but at a certain point, I just can't buy it. I think that this argument, this this like soliloquy mm-hmm. you just went on. Sold you? No. Fuck. <laughs> sums up basically you, me, and Podfather, Rich Camelucci. I prefer you, and you prefer Rich. That's what I like equate you to. Nothing I, you said just made any goddamn yeah, sense. Yeah, it does. I feel like, like I don't know. I feel if like you're like Simon Pegg, and Rich is like Nick Frost, and you have more of an affinity for Rich, and I'm more of an affinity for you. I was just making a point. I wasn't like arguing with you. I think you're right. It should be Nick Frost. Why do you insist on wasting my life? Because <laughs> I've been doing it for 15 no years. No shit. Why would I stop now? I've been All in- my 20s, half my 30s, and you're still here. <laughs> I could say the same for you, dude. What was your... Are, are you seriously just... Are you just waving the white flag? No, I mean, I think that Simon Pegg does a great he job. He does. He's not better than Nick Frost in this movie. I, I, I think he he is. I think there's an argument to be made, just like him like writing in his notebook and like repeating it. I just like the beats and the timing, his delivery. He's not trying to be funny, but he is so funny and he is so genuine when he is talking about um, you know why he became a police officer and and all of that. And I Mm -hmm. feel like he carries such an emotional weight for the movie and he does it without making it seem disingenuous or without taking it out of the... I agree with that. Without taking it out of, like, the flow of the comedy and the 
action. I, I 100% agree with that. It's never disingenuous. It very much feels within the yeah. world and within and I think that's the a hard. I think that's a hard thing to do is to balance those things so well. I, I still have a mild disconnect just because I, I there's this moment when like he's running <laughs> or when he's like doing certain like serious cop things that I'm just like I, I, I'm waiting for a joke. I'm waiting for something because of his body language or his facial expression. He has amazing facial expressions in this movie. But if I were to like do a scorecard on like how accurate I feel his performance being to what this characterization is, he's going to get a 9 for me. Whereas Nick Frost is like an 11 out of 10. Like, I don't even recognize this as being Nick Frost. Like, you know how hard that is? Because it's basically, it's Ed. It's still Ed. It, but it's like a nicer, more adjusted Ed mm -hmm. somehow in this movie. But with an emotional arc to it. So that, I... Okay. I mean, you already told me I was right earlier, so... I know. You're right. But Simon Pegg is, is, is so damn close. He really is. It, he... I mean, one without the other... It's a damn shame we can't give it to both, but we have rules. I know, and I'm, and also just like the writing that they, that that Simon Pegg does as well, because he also wrote the movie. Yeah, and I think that that's also you know really important. Um, I just yeah, I think he's just so talented, and it shows like in his performances here and. Yeah, I think it's it's great. Just just the fact that like their rapport Isn't in it? this transcends the buddy cop like genre. It does. Just it like when they're like does. he's like asking him if he's like did he say a cool line when they keep through the kid like the trolley kid in the freezer. Right. And he explains it and like they're both happy about I mean, what they did. I mean, yeah, like that yes. Like that is probably one of my favorite moments ever. And, like, I think everybody can relate to that. It's like, oh, did you say, like, this cool thing? He's like, no, but there's this really cool moment you missed where this happened. And it's like, we've all been there. Yeah. It's... It's so good. What, um... What else on Hot Fuzz? I'm... So, I'm a little sad. So, I'm talking about... Edgar Wright earlier and like how his style can be a little bit overboard in in distract me at times. But I almost feel like I'm gonna miss it because now he's in like this other phase of his career where I think Baby Driver did this a little bit, right? Yeah. You know, but Baby Driver was also more impressive just because of like how like he's a really good action director. He is. He knows he, he knows how to hold a camera or place a camera or move a camera yeah. to find, you know, a chase or a, a car or whatever it may be. Um, Last Night in Soho seemed to be a pretty big miss for him. Like, there was a lot of early buzz because it's Edgar Wright coming off of his most successful commercial movie. You got Anna Taylor-Joy who's like the it actress. Yeah. And it, like it's it's gone. <laughs> it's not getting anything. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it seems to be. You know, most people have been pretty well. I know uh, Andrew Zengri, uh, close friend of the show, 
it saw it and it was just like, I don't know what the fuck I saw. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I know they probably won't ever go back, the three of them, to like do this. Like, not that there was like a. Not that there was a like falling, a falling apart, out or not anything. like an Adam McKay or Will Ferrell type situation that's going on uh, at the moment, but they're just all past the point in their careers. Right. What, well, what is even is Simon Pegg and Nick Frost really doing nowadays? Well, Simon Pegg has been doing Star, Star Trek. Star Trek, Mission Impossible. Right. Like, Simon, Simon Pegg has become. He's like a, a go-to, great movie star. He's a go-to supporting comedic actor in big budget movies. Right. Yeah. And he does it really well. And he wrote Star Trek Beyond. I just feel like... You know? I, and I, Nick Frost just being Nick Frost. He's just hanging I, out, waiting for uh, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright to write him a bit in another movie. I know I saw Nick Frost do, like... I want to say it was... Like a... Like a line dancing movie? <laughs> Or something, you know what I mean? Well, they did that paranormal show, True Seekers, right? Which that they both Simon created, Pegg, yeah, and created. starred in. Um, he was. I don't think Never. it was very well received, yeah. was it on Amazon? I don't think so. Nick Frost was supposed to do the Nevers, which I don't think is gonna continue because it's got it got decent. It got seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which to me is still like low. Um, yeah, but, Paul, but, but like it was Paul. written by Josh Whedon, so I don't think that they're going to go forward with the, the Oh, no, Nevers. the Nevers, yeah, 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 No, I think it's going through it some oh, I don't manner. Know. But he's been doing a lot of animated, Nick Frost. Okay. He does a lot of voices. Okay. So. That's there is nothing funnier. I don't know if they're still online, because Nerdist got weird, and Chris Hardwick had his own issues. But when they were doing All Star Celebrity Bowling, there was one episode oh, where that's my favorite. Moment. It was uh, it was Edgar Wright, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, and one of the dudes from the Sex Pistols, and they trounced Chris Harwick and his comedy friends. Granted, Chris Harwick's like a professional bowler, essentially. His other friends suck, uh, and they do a bit. Uh, Nick Frost does a bit where he pretends to walk through spider webs. It's the and funniest it's the goddamn funniest thing. I still do it to this day. It's the funniest. But like, even thing like I feel seen. like I walk through. I'm like, what? What the hell? And it's just. No it's one can do it thing. like him. It's so great. It's amazing. I'm going to try to find it after Steve, we're done Steve here. Steve is, is close to... Uh, Steve, Steve is the Steve, American Steve Nick Dewey. Frost. Yeah, Steve is the American Nick Steve Frost. Steve is the American Nick Frost. That's why I love Steve so much, because I basically I have a, a, a Nick Frost in my life. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, he's so good, and um, yeah, I don't... I just love this movie. I just think it's so great, and it... Somehow has like nostalgic moments, I guess. Well, the British thing, but then also like with the rifle range and stuff. My grandfather, who is from England, mm-hmm. and he used to have a rifle range yeah. because he owned a amusement park kind of thing. Um, so you know, just brings back that memory, and I just laugh that somebody got shot in the foot because I'm sure that's happened. Sure. Um, you know, it's just. It's just so, like, it just feels so real. When it's way bizarre. Like, that's, you know. That's like the next Law & Order SVU episode. That's how bizarre it is. <laughs> very, very bizarre. Good soundtrack, of course. Always with an Edgar oh, Wright movie. Always. Good soundtrack. Edgar Wright knows. Great references. Uh, let's score it. It's your birthday, so you score it first. I just really love it. I, I don't know why I love it so much, but I love it. Love Shaun of the Dead. I love the vibe of it. I love everything. Oh! I, I really do love it so much. I'm going to give it a 10. Give it a 10? It's okay. a great movie for me. I could watch it 
anytime. I don't know why it's taking me so long to watch it again. But like I said, it's never on TV. But if it is, it's going on. Um, it's close for me, but I'm going to go nine and a half. Um, Dickwad. The half point taking off just from the sheer fact that it is... There's just something about it that's just a twinge on a, a level below Shaun of the Dead for me. Maybe it's like a familiarity with like the style. Maybe it's... Okay. I, I don't know, but it it's still one of the best... Like comedies and best like send ups of a an entire glass. genre you will ever see. Yeah, I mean, it's a just... modern classic that I absolutely thoroughly love. A nine and a half is not like a shitty score. Right, right, right. 9.75. I do believe that makes it the highest rated movie of the year for us. Um, I do believe you're right. We had a couple 9.5s this year, so it is the highest rated movie of the year for us. Ooh, excuse um, me. That was disgusting. You are disgusting. But uh, yeah, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Uh, highest is, rated movie. I, I will not be packing this away. So we've been watching movies that we've been packing the way to prepare for our move. And also, we're basically out of room upstairs in our three DVD Blu-ray towers. But this, I want this on hand whenever we may need it. So I won't, won't box that up because it has both of them right here. Uh, so next week, I swear to God, will be Love Actually. Uh, then after that, we'll end the year with Snowpiercer, your nominated movie. Then the Mullet Award nominations. Then our pick em off movie, Life Aquatic. Then it's going to be my birthday movie, so I'll go ahead and announce my birthday movie here because we just did your booth day. Your booth day. My booth day. Your, your booty movie. Happy booty. Uh, my birthday movie. I've thought about it a lot. So past years, last, this year I did Brigsby Beer. Brigsby Beer. I can't fucking talk anymore. Why couldn't you have done that when you were reading the back of the box? I did Brigsby Bear. I did Garden State previously. Um... Weird indie movies. Go on. Yes, yeah, so I'm not doing. That. I'm not doing that this time. Um, I'm picking a movie I've wanted to rewatch for a very, very long time because it is one of my favorite comedy movies, and is regarded as one of the greatest comedy movies of all time. Um, and the reason why I'm doing it for my birthday, when I'm doing it, will be <coughs> evident uh, when we do it. Uh, my birthday movie will be Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Uh, it is. An absolute classic. What? Nothing. Why? Because I don't want to hear you cry. I'm not going to cry. Uh, I love, I, you'll hear, I absolutely adore this movie, and I hope, it's been a, several years since I've seen it, I hope that it holds up when we watch it for my birthday in just a few short weeks. But until then, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, patreon.com slash arcade audio for bonus content as i mentioned earlier on the show potswoggle come back for a limited six week run for the two, uh, 2020 swaggy awards 2021 swaggy awards and then Topin and i do the 2022 swaggy awards the 20, who knows the 2021 royal 2018. rumbles <laughs> numbers <laughs> potswoggle numbers um facebook.com slash married movies at mary w movies on twitter MarriedMovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. Slide into my DMs at AeroSmalt38 on you Instagram. You don't need to do that anymore. If you want our address to send us a movie, we recently had a movie sent to us by fan of the show Carly Coffee for Christmas. We can't we'll watch it until February. Fe- I already told her today. February is when it's going to be uh, slotted in. Also at AeroSmalt38. Just follow me in general. Um, at Jam with your Sam. For Samantha on Instagram. And my uh, Retro Wrestling Diary, arcadeo.net slash podbloggle. How can you say... Podbloggle, clearly, every single time. I've said it hundreds of but times. But you mess up every other word. I 
I'm in the year 1995. Still? Yes. Shut the fuck up. It'll be until like the we, second or third you, week of January. I'm you've out been of it. in 1995 just for six 90, months. Just wait until 1996. It's going to take even longer. But at uh, least that's good wrestling. Hey, it's getting better. Uh, yeah. This week is the third edition that's of In terrible. Your House. Triple header. I watched it like at 9.30 Sunday morning. Um, it was fine. Um, anything else? Happy birthday. Thanks, bud. Thanks. Thanks. What'd you get me? I, it's underneath the bed. I separated it out when I, when I wrapped your presents already. Cause it, it, I have several, I have many presents for you. Hopefully oh, you have many you. presents for me. I mean, I have a few. Great. No. How can I wrap them? You took all the stuff. You were doing it. You were sleeping. Yeah, I was asleep. I was tired. I'm sick. You lucky you getting anything. For a, for a half a second there, when you said that, I thought you were literally just going to pass away. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to die. You had this look where you're just like... Do you know where I've hidden your presents? Never going to find them. Oh, I'll tear this fucking house apart. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Please. I'll get my shit. Yeah, you've already probably spoiled Christmas. No, you know how I am. I'm so competitive. I don't. I refuse to cheat, and I refuse to do anything in games. I'm the same way. I build up... Holidays and, and that's presents why you're and always gifts. Disappointed I know because I'm, I'm like a shitty gift giver. Yeah, I'm like, oh, thanks. You're like, this you wanted this, right? I'm like, no, nah, not really. Like, why'd you talk about it so much? I didn't talk about it at all. You just don't listen. Yes. What? You can for mullet. <laughs> this is mullet. You can also do it. No. Signing out for this week's episode of Married to Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movie. Not what I was gonna say. I was gonna say you can die now. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? Nobody isolate that. <laughs> Everyone isolate it. I've, he took out a lot of life insurance on You me. made me do it. <laughs> oh, it's gone, girl, now. Shit. I didn't make you do anything. You're a grown-ass man. You're almost 35 yourself. Fucker. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.